You're listening to a podcast produced by the Design Institute of Australia, supported by Laminex. The DIA is the peak industry body for professional designers, representing Australian designers locally and internationally. We exist to help Australia's professional designers succeed in business and enjoy their working lives by collectively growing Australia's reputation as a design nation. The DIA National Office is on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge their ownership of the land and pay respects to their elders past, present and future. Hi, I'm Renee Ballard and on behalf of the DIA, this podcast is in support of the DIA NADOC Week Forum, Macro Micro, Craft Culture, Loci Locale. The forum is a discussion of the importance of craft within Indigenous culture and the worldwide return to the relevance of craft post-COVID an exploration of how this worldwide cultural shift might align to a deeper understanding and appreciation of Indigenous craft and how this might inform a future Australian design direction. Today, we're talking with Dave Giles Kay, and Dave is leading the development of Indigenous fashion projects, also known as IFP, for the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair Foundation, also known as DAAF or DAF. IFP is a program that collaborates with Indigenous Australians working in textiles and fashion with a range of development programs, mentoring opportunities and promotional events. Dave is an experienced senior executive from the textile and fashion industry, working previously as the CEO of the Australian Fashion Council in new ventures and R&D at global outdoor apparel brand Gore-Tex and as CEO of Australian Defence Apparel. He also co-founded London-based startup fashion brand Frankly and led business development for smart materials technology company Imagine Intelligent Materials. Welcome to our podcast, Dave. Thanks, Renee. It's great to be here. So kicking off our first theme um, that we'll be covering today is macro and micro. Can you tell me how, as a non-Indigenous Australian, you came to working with Indigenous creatives? Yeah, thanks, Ray. So uh, I'd also like to just um, acknowledge the traditional owners where I am as well, which is also the Wurundjeri people. Um, I'm in the Yarra Valley. uh, And to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Um, And... I guess, that, I mean, that's actually, it's a pretty good segue into how I um, kind of connected as a, uh, a non-Indigenous Australian um, uh, into uh, Indigenous, um, the Indigenous uh, world, I guess, in Australia here is, uh, as when I was the CEO of the Australian Fashion Council, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of uh, talking, uh, opening of events, uh, um, you know, on panels and 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 um, industry talks, uh, opening with uh, acknowledging um, the traditional owners, and uh, it was really through that that I, I started to think, okay, reflecting on, okay, what's what actually does that mean, and how connected am I actually to the traditional owners of uh, the land um, that I would be speaking on, and then also looking at the industry, the fashion industry, and seeing, okay, well, actually, there's very, very little representation of Indigenous um, culture, and there are very few Indigenous people in the industry. So, um, so I, that's really how I started to sort of uh, connect in, into um, uh, into the area. And I think you know when you when you when you start talking, and if you open your mind and uh, like we were talking about before, you know, the the you, you sort of crack open cracks that have been sealed for a long time or never been opened, and all of a sudden you see things a little bit differently. And I started to think, okay, how do I um, actually um, start to connect to Indigenous people 
Um, and uh, so I, um, you know, a friend of mine who I'd worked with uh, had been working in an Indigenous community up in the Kimberley, uh, uh, Jen Layton's the name, and, and she was able to tell me a lot about what she was doing and the communities that she and the people that she was working with. And I actually eventually ended up going and spending some time up, up there in Fitzroy Crossing in the Kimberley and um, getting to know people, seeing how, um, you know, what people were doing in, in textile and, um, and, and the emerging sort of fashion design, um, seeing where people live, going fishing, um, all those kinds of things. Um, and then also connecting in with the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair, uh, which is this amazing event up in, in Darwin, which everyone should go to, which I think I'll, I'll give a little bit more info on in a, shortly. But it's, um, uh, it was really, that's how I started to get involved. And then once once getting involved and talking to people and meeting people and you know being creating a, a community around that i guess different things started to opportunities start to emerge and how we could support the industry could support by sort of partnering with with daf um, and others um, in in actually starting to sort of help to sort of develop or support the development of what indigenous people are doing and um, aspiring to do in in design You've covered some of it um, already, but my next question is, how do you see your approach in connecting culture and community? Well, I think um, I think culture and community and the way to connect to, to that is is really, again, from a non-Indigenous person, is, is about getting to know people um, and to, to, that's how community evolves, right? So, so this was, and I think again, like organisations like the the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair uh, Foundation and the, and the fair and and different events. There's there's others around desert and others that that are um, similar to this. That it's it's if as a non-indigenous person, you really need to go and um, get be, become part of um, these these places to start to meet people and to start to sort of understand. Um, culture and what the practices are that are expressing culture. So, I mean, the, the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair DAF has been going for 14 years. Um, there's, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a it's a really major event up in Darwin. Uh, it's an incredible cultural experience. It's, uh, I'd really encourage anyone to go. You're you're meeting people from all over Australia there, uh, Indigenous people, and you're buying art and craft from directly from them. Um, and and you know that. Every single cent that you're paying is going back to them and their communities. Um, there's no no person in between, uh, no organisation that's that's taking a, anything away from that. So, you know, what better way to to sort of learn about the art from the artist uh, and to um, you know take a little bit of that home with you um, and and to sort of start to sort of connect into those stories and the culture that that's that's happening there. I think that sounds fantastic because I think as consumers you know, I want to participate and I want to support and, you know, and, and cost isn't overly my driving force at all, but there's been so many breaks in the trust between um, artisan and the seller and the ultimate buyer that um, to know that you can, that, that you've already built that trust from time in the seat of, you know, being amongst the culture and building that trust with everybody in the supply chain. I can, you've won me, like I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and DAF is a DAF's actually a um, it's a membership organisation. The members are the art centres that reflect that that um, represent the um, artists in community. So it's an indigenous 
owned organization uh, the board re represents all those art centers and you know so that trust that you you mentioned there um you know you know with organizations and there's many of them uh, around australia um that that are indigenous owned um there, there's a very high level of trust you can you can um, have when you go to those sorts of organizations um how do you see this worldwide shift in appreciation of craft developing within australia yeah, well, I mean, like I said, the the we, we see it at DAF uh, every year it grows. Um, uh, we we are seeing that across the board in in jewelry design, um, uh, sort of really craft craft design uh, craft work. Um, so not just in around textiles and jewelry, but other forms of of craft. Um, but the 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 one that's really really blown up over the last sort of 10 years, I guess, is around textile design and uh, the, um, you know, the amazing um, range of textiles that are coming out of text, uh, um, art centres from all over Australia is just incredible. And, and you know, we have artists, uh, textile, Indigenous textile artists, you're travelling to Paris and showing at the, the Australian Embassy in Paris and, you know, going on tours around France, and uh, which is uh, what the uh, the ladies from Barbara Art Centre, Women's Centre up in um, Arnhem Land did last year, and lo lots of things like that. Um, so it's it's the textile design has has been has been really really growing quickly, and and it's it's around people, consumers, and galleries, you know, just becoming more and more interested in the in that form of um, of, of work. Um, and then the other the other thing that's you know, directly related to the textile design is the fashion, um, and it's like is really uh, what what DAF has seen is over the last sort of five years, I guess, as textile design has been becoming more and more widespread, and you know, people who are textile designers are now saying, "I hey, actually, we don't just want to design the textile, but we want to be involved." You know, not necessarily in designing the clothes, although a number of people want to design clothes, but we want to be but more in involved in that process. So we want to. Yeah, we want to do some collaborations or you know we want to sort of learn how our textiles are going to be expressed in a garment form so fashion has really sort of started to to um, evolve uh, really strongly out of that the art center community but also in the non-art center community which tends to be more in the re, uh, the, the metro areas um, so independence um, you know growing um, fashion labels so you know, we're starting to see um, more fashion labels there's still very few and they're still very emerging but um, but we are seeing more indigenous um, owned fashion labels um, uh, from indigenous designers so yeah I think it's um, it's reflecting of course all that wouldn't come about if people weren't interested in buying it um, or, or sort of understanding um, or you know following the stories so I think that's that's really how we're seeing it, it uh, evolve. Yeah, and I can see with fashion why the pickup is great because fashion is a faster consumable than furniture is, you know, furniture design or um, so I can see that's what in, that's the great thing about fashion. It moves a lot faster. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Yeah, I think, you know, we're, um, you know, a num number of uh, designers, um, the Indigenous designers who are getting involved in fashion um, are saying, you know, that they're it's just a an amazing new way for them to tell their stories and um to connect to people and you know, people uh you know we're are wearing 
the the fashion we all wear our fashion whatever it is um uh you know that people can see uh especially when you're not not locked down um behind a computer screen but uh people um can see how we express ourselves and um you know indigenous design is a uh, you know, it's just an amazing way of, of um, connecting to someone who then wants to wear the story that you're telling or the, the design that you're, you've developed. Um, so it is, an, it is a wonderful new um, sort of method of expression of Indigenous culture. And, and, it's all, and everyone will, every Indigenous designer will want to express something differently, different. So it's not all about, there's not sort of one mo mode of... Um, expression but it's it is a, a wonderful new way of doing that yeah i can see and i can see that does really um increase the appreciation of indigenous fashion in australia because what you put on your body is usually pretty special i mean sometimes we lose our way but generally you know if we're going to something important our, the utmost importance is what are you wearing what are you choosing to adorn your body with so it, it does have really strong resonance yeah, it's it's um, it's how we uh, it's our face. Uh, it's it's a, sort of it goes with our face to the world, doesn't it? It's um, uh, it is really important, and um, yeah, so it's 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 an amazing sort of evolution for for designers um, from indigenous backgrounds. And speaking of evolution, how do you see this evolution developing in the future? Um, well. We, we did a we, before we set up the uh, Indigenous Fashion Projects. Um, we did a big sort of listening um, uh, uh, range of sessions from around Australia um, and you know, asking Indigenous um, designers, um, communities, um, also non-Indigenous people who are working with Indigenous people. Um, you know what, but mainly Indigenous people. You know what what they wanted and um, where they saw their practice going. Um, and it, and it was really the, the outcomes of that is, is what we've really built the, um, or the structure of the uh, IFP on. Um, and, but the, the thing that came through like the strongest, which is obvious, but it's, it's really important to say is um, the protection and advancement of culture. So that was really across the board that, um, you know, that was, uh, very much the the leading um, uh, um, desire that whatever comes in the future needs to be around protecting and advancing indigenous cultures and um, uh, other things that came through there were uh, the um, opportunity for young people uh, in in design uh, and you know we we're particularly talking textile and fashion design um, but really building those pathways from wherever the, the kids were, uh, from cities to regions to the remote areas, um, that we're really building those pathways um, for people. Um, and it's not just traditional pathways, as, as in industry traditional, I mean, um, that it's not just like, hey, you've got to go and work in a big fashion retailer um, in the city, um, but building pathways that um, are relevant for people wherever they may be um, and, and sort of building a new kind of industry as well around that um and um so yeah and i think you know for, for us um one of the th the points that i mentioned right at the beginning was you know we, there was almost there is almost no um indigenous involvement in the fashion industry um there is there's there's a there's it, it there it is and it's is vibrant and it's um 
accessible and exciting, but it's tiny compared to what the the industry is. It's, we 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 calculated it as being like 0.1 of a percent of the Australian industry, and uh, which is obviously not. Um, it's just not even close to being anywhere near reflective of what it should be. Um, and so, you know, there's a the the evolution of um, design uh, and, and the future needs to see uh, many many more uh, indigenous-owned brands. Um, you know, many, many more collaborations, whether it's indigenous to indigenous collaborations or indigenous to non-indigenous collaborations. Uh, we need to see um, just the opportunities for, for indigenous people to be just just completely in a different world from where they are today. And that's not just in this industry, that's across the board. Um, but, um, you know, we all, all should be working together to sort of break down all the, the barriers that are in place for that and also creating um you know the positive pathways so breaking down barriers but you know just breaking them away and then and then um sort of helping to support um those pathways into whatever it may be um so i think um yes the um the other thing that i think that we'll see evolving um will be a i mean it has to be and i i I really hope for this is that um, Australian non-indigenous Australians will start to understand and um, appreciate culture, indigenous culture, uh, more um, by having more opportunity to connect to it through design. And, um, and I think that uh, if we, you know, that's that's I guess the ultimate goal, isn't it? Like I think you know that that these barriers are broken, and and all of a sudden, you know, we can. Um, uh, you know, have a better um, conversation um, um, and understanding between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. So I think, like we said a few minutes ago, that this is a um, fashion is a is a is a good tool because we all all engage with fashion, um, and I think that's yeah, that's kind of how it. I guess that's how we should be. You know, hopefully not too far in the future um, that we can look back and think, okay, the, you know, the conversation has changed. Um, yeah, I um I had never like it's I think you know we talk about the evolution developing in the future and to me when I hear you talk about it it sounds almost like legacy in a really positive way and there aren't many industries or cultures that I hear about that set such a positive intention of advancement protection of the culture and then um, how are we going to bring the wider community into this in all different levels up and down back and forth. I can see, you know, it really fortifies the industry going forward. So whilst it might be 0.1%, it's a strong 0.1%. Yeah, it's really strong. Mm. It's one of the things that, um, one of the many things that we, we can learn from Indigenous Australians is, uh, you know, just how um, strong community and culture is in in their lives. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things like, like we've talked about before, but it's... Um, that's one of the one of the things. Uh, so yeah, it's um, yeah. And you also see uh, with the evolution as well, um, moving into areas of existing techniques changing, um, or do you see yeah. the future involving new ways to further the culture of the verbal narrative? Well, already there are, you know, there's just so much variety. Um, you know, we. You know, a lot of a lot of us think of the more traditional craft um, when we think of indigenous design. Um, but 
you know, it's, it's, it's at the, there are indigenous designers who are at the very, very cutting edge of, of design and innovation and materials and techniques. And you think of, of, of um, you know, music and, and rap and, um, uh, and other, you know, other sort of really urban, um, urban um, practices, you know, that you, you see that reflected in art as well um, and, and design. So I think, um, you know, you, you will just see more and more of that. So already, you know, Indigenous designers, if you, if you delve into it, you'll see there's just such a huge range. Um, and I think that um, we will, we'll just see that growing more and more. And I think some of, some of the you know, great innovations uh, of, of the future will, I'm sure will be coming from Indigenous um, uh, designers, because I think that, it, again, they've got this sort of, you know, there's just so much there to be, to be um, creative with um, and, you know, so many amazing stories to tell. So our third theme is loci local and currently there's a groundswell of interest um, in Indigenous craft and within this is an understanding and appreciation of storytelling and connection to land. How do you see this emergence uh, weaving into contemporary Australian culture? Um, well, I think, I mean, there's, there's just, I mean, every collaboration uh, is going to be different, but the, um, I guess just to start with, I mean, collaborations in fashion are incredibly important. You, you look around the world at um, at all the different luxury fashion labels and, um, you know, the the very exciting ones. There, there's so many collaborations that are occurring in those um, in all kinds of different ways. Um, so, and that's been the, the case for a long time in, in the fashion industry. Um, and so collaborations, what they do is they, they bring, you know, different creatives together and you find something new and exciting from that. Uh, also, you're, you get a blending of techniques as well. So, you, you know, a textile designer with a fashion designer, you know, it can bring not just using the textile in the fashion, but actually, you know, by those designers talking together, working together, you know, all sorts of interesting new things can come about. Um, so there's so many different kinds of collaborations as well, but, you know, I guess two sort of main groups that, that we're um, seeing is Indigenous textile designers and Indigenous fashion designers. So uh, in like a, a, a fully Indigenous collaboration um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing um, like the Mara Collective, which is a fashion, an emerging fashion label from Sydney, uh, Indigenous designer Julie Shaw uh, did a really beautiful collaboration with um, uh, some uh, women who weavers up in Arnhem Land in, in the Bulla Bulla Art Centre up there and did this incredibly beautiful collection of, of, of dresses and um, and accessories and hats, woven hats. Um, and, uh, um, and, you know, that's an, an amazing um collaboration between indigenous two indigenous cultures uh um you know working together and and bringing that that amazing um work uh another one is um uh a melbourne um uh designer lisa walp who's uh, a jewelry and textile designer from mornington peninsula from a, a baluk it's a art center down there and um and she's um done a, a number of collaborations, design collaborations with a designer called uh, Verna. Um, Ingrid Verna's the, the designer there uh, and she's non-Indigenous um, and they've done some really beautiful collections together um, with, you know, Lisa with the sort of more the graphic side and, and 
Ingrid on the um, the garment side, but together they just make an incredibly beautiful collection. Um, and um, so there's also been another another sort of kind where Gorman last year did a, an amazing collection with artists, so not textile designers, but artists from Munkaja, which is up in Fitzroy Crossing, um, and uh, an incredibly successful um, collection that she, uh, Lisa Gorman, and um, and those I think there were five artists. Uh, from the art center um, collaborated on and it was it was a it was a collaboration that took two and a half years to get the one collection out but it was beautiful and sold incredibly well um, so there's i mean there's three different types of collaborations um, they're really really important generally in fashion as i said but uh you know especially i think there's some really really rich um uh, outcomes that can come from these um for indigenous um designers textile and fashion designers so they're really important yeah. yeah yeah they sound amazing um one of the i don't know a lot about it but i learned um last year about the term sovereign materials and how um in australia we don't really manufacture a lot from sovereign materials but from what you're explaining it sounds like what's coming out of the ifp involves some sovereign materials um is that your experience with it so I'm, I'm actually not aware of the sovereign materials label. Is it? Is that mean materials that are unique to the country? Yeah, this is. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know it intrinsically, but it's um, you know it, historically we all used you know globally sovereign materials until the silk yeah. route started up. And yeah. Started. Okay. But um, even now, if something's made in Australia, it's material that could have been grown in Australia. It's been sent overseas. Yeah. yeah okay. Understand? Yeah. Blows my mind. I didn't even think. Yeah. About this. The, I mean, the, yeah, yeah the, the, that collaboration that I mentioned before with the Bulabula, um, the weavers, the ladies there. Um, I mean, that the practice that they do is they they take the pandanus plant, which is just a natural growing plant that they they rip off the leaves, um, or they go out and you know in a sustainable way rip off the leaves, um, and then uh, um, you know bring them back and they strip them into into um, sort of ribbons. Uh, they dry them. They then um, they dye them with the natural um, dyes that are around, you know, the barks and the um, the other, um, the, you know, maybe the fungi of, of what, what they've used for a long time, and they just boil it up on the on the fire, and um, and then they make these incredibly beautiful um, um, woven, uh, you know, pieces out of it, whether they're a hat or a a bag or, or a display, um, like a wall display. And so that's, yeah, every single piece of that is a sovereign material then. And it's, um, you know, they, um, it's the way they've been doing it for years. And the interesting thing is the, there's a, um, you know, just even just around Arnhem land area where all the different communities that live around there, there's a lot of practice um, around weaving, uh, but all, all the, and they all use the pandanus is my understanding, uh, but, the different communities will have different dyes that they use because of the local um, uh, plants and, and whatnot that the dyes are coming from. So you get different colorings of um, the, the weaves uh, from around Arnhem land. So yeah, that's where sovereign materials become very local, I guess. Uh, and you, you, you can um, you know, see really where a, a piece has come from by, by the color. 
Yeah, that's that's the ultimate in communications. That's you know my best yeah. communications. Yeah. And like um, you know, I have this theory: everything's talking to us, and we're talking to everything, whether we like it or not, whether we're listening or not. But that's a yeah. beautiful symbolic way to easily see literally where a piece comes from. And yeah, like I said, yeah. I don't know a lot about sovereign materials, but it bangs my. I find it so interesting that um, a culture that has you know is up to a hundred thousand years old has ended up. You know, we we all have our cycles. And they are well at the forefront of sovereign materials, sustainability, um, straight yeah. ahead. One of the other things I really love um, about using particularly dyes, and it's used a lot in um, uh, dyeing of textiles as well, so um, a lot of art centres um, practise that, and is that uh, not only it's sort of taking the creative, um, you know, the aesthetic story of, of what the piece is, but you actually it's a piece of the land that's coming coming with you. You know, there's a there's a, a part of there's a chemical from the tree from which the leaves of or the bark has been, you know, taken to to do the dye, and that's in that's obviously set into the textile, and and so you you're taking that piece, and so there's a piece of that um, land there with you, and of course with the the wovens, you've got all the the materials have all come from there, so yeah, yeah. very special connection. Yeah, that that's literally a connection to the earth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, how do you see this connection between um, ancient craft and this current cultural shift away from excess consumption and the reckoning of a sustainable future where we might choose to only have what we need? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think uh, for me, it comes from. An inspiration, I guess, from what we were just talking about, you know, the the, the weavers, the bulla bulla ladies, um, and that they um, they've developed this incredible practice from just materials that are around them. Uh, you know, it can take up to six months, depending on what else is going on um, for them to to create one piece. Um, uh, and um, you know, that's it's about, I guess, you know, for them, um, it's. It's important. It's the practice to, to take that from the land um, and to to keep keep the practice of their their ancestors um, alive, um, and and to hopefully connect with people um, through that. And, um, and so I think you know the um, you know what can we all learn from this? I think uh, uh, I think it's a um, just being inspired by that in, in our own practice. Um, I think we, we all are aware that, and I think it's really good to keep being aware that Indigenous people have lived here for 100,000 years and uh, have lived in um, harmony with, with, the, with the country um, in all the different places um, that people have lived. And uh, that's, um, there are practices that, um, that we can, we can surely adopt um, with you know talk there's a lot of talk about that um, in fire control and this sort of thing but I think even more than that we can be inspired to um, to really think about where what where our practice is coming from uh, what inspire what what um, drives us um, what um, what is important about what we're doing um, and and I think that's the sort of ultimate sustainability story and sustainability in any case is about you know uh, only taking taking what we we need now so that there's enough for future generations and um and i think that's 
um, we ha we have this incredible example of this in uh, uh, you know the Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people, um, uh, and uh, you know that's I think you know if there's if there's any you know really important message from me and from my own personal experience um, is to to engage with Indigenous people um, uh, in in your community, which I, I think most people listening to this will be designers or will be in the design world. Um, so engaging with Indigenous designers um, and just understanding um, more about how um, Indigenous cultures uh, has developed here in Australia, um, what what is important to Indigenous culture, um, and um, and 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 really. You know, use that as part of way to break down those barriers, but also to to start to sort of build um, together. Uh, you know, you know, an Australia that that is uh, um, more, uh, I guess, more purposeful, and you know, the the breaking down of barriers for um, between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians is you know, it's it's all of our responsibility. It's just been a horrible history. Um, the last two hundred and 30 odd years, um, and uh, the um, you know I, I I do truly think that design um, because it 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 has a way of um, you know good design has is is about telling stories as well as you know having great products and um, uh, and I think you know it therefore I think design um, and indigenous designers uh, you know have an incredible place in. Um, in the design community in Australia, obviously, um, and they should, and they should be leaders in our design community. Um, and you know, it's only when when that happens that really I think we'll will um, you know have be uh, be a better place. Um, and um, it's yeah, it's going to take a long time, but um, I think design has a has a really important role. In, in bringing Australia back together and um, and and sort of de defining how we want to live in the many generations to come as uh, as a, as a as a country that that acknowledges the, the past and is and um, is truthful about the past uh, and um, um, and 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 can live sort of harmoniously and confidently going into the future. But I think we're a long way from that. I hope that uh, designers. Can really play their part in that and um yeah yeah i think the by its very nature the ifp is leading by example and helping with that collaboration and then connection to its target audiences i know i sound very corporate and commercial um but that's you know i see it as a it feels like a very good conduit um between the designers the artisans the crafters and um, its community, which I think is fantastic. And then also, I think on the back of what you're saying as well, with creativity, you know, design is creative and creative is sustainable because every day you wake up, you're far more motivated to create something than to um, trot out someone else's creation, you know. And I think, yeah, so very long way of saying I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the IFP is is very much a supporting organisation, and um, you know we, you know, that values the the contribution of design, and um, you know, just like we talked about, you know, there's this huge gap, and um, in all sorts of different ways, in the numbers, in um, the connection, um, 
to for, from non-indigenous indigenous Australia to indigenous Australia through in fashion and through and in general society. So yeah, we just amongst others, there's a lot of people who are working in this space, um, and you know, with with all the others, we'll be sort of supporting and hopefully um, you know seeing uh, you know leaders of our industry, um, you know, uh, of the future, uh, a, a lot of Indigenous people in there. If in, in 10 years' time or 20 years' time, if we're, if we're not seeing, um, uh, you know, more equality of opportunity and just seeing that represented um, for Indigenous people in, in businesses, in art, the art world, in in all the different creative practices, then um, you know we've we've really um, missed a missed an opportunity as a as a country. And um, I think the 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 interest that there is at the moment in Indigenous um, creativity is just just fantastic. It's um, you know for all the different reasons that it that it's come about, um, it's just a wonderful thing. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, so hopefully we can really. And we we really want to support those people who are, are making the um, that change, the Indigenous people who are making that change. So we really want to support them, um, so that they can be the leaders of the future of the um, the, the the industry. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's a good time to be um, to be be part of this, um, having our little roles in it. And uh, hopefully, the future looks very different from the the the, the past. Yeah, and can you share your experience on the role of partnerships and collaborations in the future of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art and design? The future of collaborations. So, I, I mean, I, like, like I said before, I guess the um, collaborations are just such a huge um, part of the um, of the fashion industry. So, I, I think that collaborations will be um, one of the things that really helps connect over the next 10 years really helps connect um, to consumers. Um, and I think th those different kinds of collaborations that I mentioned before, will, all of those will be, be really important. Um, but it's, you know, at the moment, really the consumers of Indigenous design, um, uh, you know, it's a small group, I guess, still. Um, and, you know, the way to really expand that quickly is to, you know, be working more with mainstream brands, but then, um, mainstream brands also need to understand um, what it means to be working with Indigenous um, people and what you know what the values are and um, you know what it is that they're they're wanting to achieve. So it's it's um, you know there's there's a great opportunity needs to be done very carefully and respectfully, um, but it is it is I think fashion really has a, a, an amazing opportunity to help. Um, Help in truth telling, help in um, in 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 you know building those pathways um, for and the opportunities, um, and you know hopefully being part of that's the reconciliation process that we we really need. Yeah, mm. and um, what experience can you share us? Can you share um, what your experience has been so far with DAF and IFP and the collaborations you've established? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, the IFP has really only been going in its form for for a month or so. Um, we've been developing it for, um, uh, you know, for it's been in development really for the last sort of three or four years, but um, so formally for for a month or so. 
um, the yeah the there's there's a there's um, um, a, an amazing um, event that we run every year called Country to Couture, which is up in Darwin. Usually, um, it wasn't able to happen this year. It's, there's we're, we're doing something a bit different um, uh, in a, in a little in a in a few months' time, but um, it's basically a, a um, uh, it's it's a um, uh, it's an exp it's an expression of collaborations um, and culture. So what what it is is um, art centres, particularly uh, art centres, um, are encouraged to collaborate with a designer. Um, and you know it might be a a um, in, indigenous designer or a non-indigenous designer or a brand, um, and uh, they build a capsule collection which um, may or may not be commercial. Uh, and then um, we we showcase that on a on a runway uh, in a fashion event and. Yeah, that's that's been an incredible um, uh, display of um, of culture and practice uh, and these collaborations. And uh, last year we had, I think it was just over fifteen hundred people pay to in Darwin to pay to come to the the runway. And uh, there were actually two runways. There were uh, twelve um, collections shown, um, and um, uh, so that's 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 an example of the kind of work that we're, we're doing and the kind of you know, how we're encouraging collaborations. Um, but we're, as an organisation, we're also really working on building those pathways. We've got a schools program that we're developing um, uh, around helping to helping kids sort of see that there's opportunities in the fashion industry. And it's not just about being a designer or a model or, or whatever, but there's lots of other opportunities. Um, we're also working with uh, David Jones um, to support uh, the emerging designers, so um, people who already have their own labels. Um, so we've got a, a, a program that's helping sort of get to the next stage of development of their business. Um, we're, we're working on capability, understanding capability um, uh, around, particularly in remote communities, um, and uh, you know, capability around skills, um, but also education. Um, even the equipment, um, you know, how to protect intellectual property, all, all those kinds of things. So that, that's really what we're doing as an organisation. So we've collaborations is one piece of it and encouraging that, but it actually helping people build their businesses, um, also helping art centres um, increase their capability um, and helping kids, you know, and there's other things that we're doing as well, but all in response to what people wanted, told us that they wanted us to do. So um before we started yeah. how did you how did you um uncover the feedback or did you run focus groups how did you find what they wanted what the community wanted yeah so we 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 had we ran focus groups so we we ran them in darwin um uh, in northern queensland uh sydney and melbourne uh so trying to cover as much of uh Australia, there's a lot to cover, so we didn't weren't able to get to South Australia and WA. Just um, just wasn't able to be done. But we talked to more than 200 people um, and um, and got all their feedback and and produced a report um, and um, which is which is um, available if people are interested uh, to read it. Um, uh, and um, we and we yeah we've built built what we we've we've done um that we've just sort of launched around that um uh and it's it's a it's it's those things that i said but it's also um about helping people build natural networks um 
Uh, and like I said previously in, in this discussion that, um, you know, helping those conversations and people to build their own communities um, with um, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people as well. Um, and that, you know, once those natural connections happen, that's where, you know, that's kind of like, um, that's the ideal situation and people know where to get things done or, you know, know people who can help them um, and they don't need people to, to sort of help make those connections like us perhaps um, in the future. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, um, yeah, it's a very much a supporting role, uh, not, not a um, sort of, sort of out in the front with, in the headlights. It's, uh, it's really sort of just helping to build those, those connections and the opportunities. Yeah. Like out of those connections is where the alchemy happens. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's the, it's how, um, long-term, long-term growth happens, I believe, is, is when people have natural reasons to, to work together. And, you know, if you can do that around, uh, some kind of commerciality, it doesn't have to mean that you're doing it for massive profits, but if you can sustain a, you know, collaboration, um, financially so that it can happen again, uh, or if you can, um, you know, sell the product that you're you're developing that you've had a you know someone a printing company in Sydney help you to print for example um, you know then you can sell that and then you can do more and um, um, and that's the sort of that's the sort of model that we want to build those help build those connections and and also um, you know build the connections back the other way um, so um, you know a lot of a lot of non-indigenous People in the fashion industry are really wanting to to um, connect to Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander culture, um, and you know there's a lot of interest in in collaborations coming from the fashion industry, and um, you know so um, you know that's an incredible learning opportunity for those people, and so we want to help that to happen as well, um, and you know for it to happen in a in a way that's that is respectful as well and um that's fair too so uh, yeah there's lots of things yeah fantastic well thank you so much for your time today Dave. i really appreciate it the tickets for the dia nadoc week forum are available now on the dia website and the event is on november the 9th we will see you then thank you for listening to this podcast made possible by the support of laminex australia's leading supplier of modern laminates quality engineered stone, timber panelling and more. The Design Institute of Australia would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are gathered and all First Nations people on the land now known as Australia. The DIA respectfully recognises Elders past, present and emerging. We celebrate the innovation, creativity and ingenuity of the world's oldest continuing creative culture. Can you tell me how as an as an can you tell me how as an non-indigenous Australian you came to be working you came to oh my god start again again sorry I've got the diddly box <laughs> that's all right <laughs> that's a tongue twister oh my gosh so many syllables yeah <sighs>